the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. Phone number here is 602 We begin our text today with a selection from Bernie Sanders speaking on CBS this morning with Gail King, Tony DeCopel, and Nate Burleson. The first thing to note about Bernie is really... <laughs> compliment to him how swift and agile of tongue and mind he is at age 81, two years older than Joe Biden. And so as there is such a clear difference, the question of age in public office came up in the interview with him. And Bernie Sanders was asked about whether there should be disqualifications for office based on age or age limits for qualification of office. The conversation went on a bit. And then he said this. Because clearly you have not lost your enthusiasm. And I speak to you as a fellow senior citizen. There we go. Somebody told me this morning. Senator Sanders, <laughs> Let's get into well, it. <laughs> well, Gail, you're a senior citizen. I go, I am? What's the definition of a senior citizen? And he went over the age of 65. So you're 81. Uh, President Biden is 79. And there is a group of younger politicians who say, now is the time to let the younger generation come through. And most Americans, according to numerous polls, exactly. including a CBS poll, yes. say, yes, there should be age limits. Yes. And in fact, the older people support age limits more than younger people. Yeah. What do you, what Where do you are think? you on that question, yeah. Mr. 81-year-old? <laughs> yes. Excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> kind of a humorous exactly. thing there. <laughs> um, look, this is what I think. You can categorize everybody. You know, you're different than everybody. Yeah. You know, we're all different. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to look at the individual. But what I think we do, guys is we look too much at race, at gender, at age. What does somebody stand for? Yeah. Yeah? What are their views? Mm. Do you agree with them? Are they standing for you? Are they standing for the big money interest? I leapt out of my chair. I leapt out of my chair. That sounded just like Shelby Steele and Thomas Sowell and Larry Elder and Dennis Prager and a whole lot of others who used to hold that view while being called liberal and now still hold it by being called conservative. And in being called conservative, that viewpoint has been nullified, if not condemned, by the near entirety of the Democratic Party, as well as the American left. We aren't supposed to judge individuals as individuals, they say. We judge people by groups. There are no individual rights. There are only supposed to be group rights. You can't judge a person of color in the parlance of our time the same way you treat a person of non-color. Indeed, some of us even think ab initio persons of non-color are non-persons. To judge someone by what they say or by what they do or by their character, as Bernie Sanders is saying there, especially if between two or more people of different immutable characteristics, is as innocent of racism in today's zeitgeist as saying some of my best friends are black or Jewish or Hispanic, a dog whistle, an acknowledgement or confession of bigotry in and of itself. As Noel Berlatsky, an NBC cultural 
critic put it when interviewing Ibrahim X. Kendi, quote, we must take on the idea that the opposite of racist is not racist. Americans are enamored of the idea that you can avoid being racist by attempting to become colorblind or by passively treating everyone equally. But when a person says they are colorblind, Kendi writes to me, Kendi says in the interview, when a person says they are colorblind, to me, that means they are blind to racism and they're blind to differences. People who say they don't see race, he goes on, are not seeing the diversity of humanity, whether that diversity is about skin color or hair texture or culture. Close quote. This is why I put in my updated Orwellian liturgy that colorblindness now means racism. Our kids are not colorblind, Kendi explains. People who say they don't see race are not seeing the diversity of humanity, whether it's skin color, hair texture, or culture. Remember that. Meanwhile, Robin DeAngelo, author of White Fragility, writes this, quote, colorblind ideology is a form of racism, close quote. But DeAngelo and Kendi are the single most prominent lecturers, consultants, and authors on racism in both almost all our public and private institutions. See, either Kendi is right, diversity of humanity means skin color and hair texture, or Sanders is right, diversity is not about something you have no control over, an accident or blessing of birth, but what you think, what you say, what you do. Now, what you tell me is more definitional of a human being or humanity, the ability to reason your way through life or your life being dictated by such things as your hair texture. What is the subtle but deep analysis and what is the overt and crude analysis? What will tell you more about that person and what will tell you less? Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, in a speech she gave before she was nominated to the Supreme Court, said, quote, I would hope that a wise Latina woman with the richness of her experience would more often than not reach a better conclusion than a white male who hasn't lived that life, close quote. Your race and gender get you a smarter outcome, which would mean, of course, that Kamala Harris will get us better policy will get us better outcomes and public policy choices, as would Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, than, say, a Bill Clinton or, for that matter, an Albert Einstein. Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago is better than Ron DeSantis of Florida. Maxine Waters of Los Angeles is ipso facto, ipso facto better than Dennis Prager of Los Angeles. Now, what about Clarence Thomas? How does he figure in here? Anyone recall how much sport was made at his expense for being an affirmative action pick for conservatives? Not qualified, they said. Selected because he was black, not because he was great, they said. Or how silent he was during oral arguments once he did assume the Supreme Court bench. One New Yorker magazine headline, quote, Clarence Thomas's awful silence, Close quote. Maybe the old adage that sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're not smart than open it up and prove it to them would be condign advice to a Sonia Sotomayor just about now, especially when you think about oral argument earlier this year where she wildly misstated children's health effects from COVID by double-digit factors in open court with a number at least 20 times higher than reality. 
being a wise Latina, it turned out, didn't make her a wise reader of the news or fact in a major point of law. The first problem is the retail problem of the left so believing their own talking points, also known as propaganda, that they live so insularly in happy ignorance of truth or fact. All well and good if you live in some kind of Edward Abbey desert solitaire, but this is all disastrous for law and public health if you have any purchase on any form of public responsibility or responsibility for or to the public, like, say, someone who can approve or void laws that affect hundreds of millions of Americans, both alive today and to be born and live with your decisions in the future. Additionally, what is the traditional precept of legal evidence were to apply to a U.S. Supreme Court justice? Falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus. I submit, which is to say, if you are wrong in one big thing, why should we not infer you are going to be wrong in other big things? Now we could do the same with Kamala Harris, another touted role model for women and children of color, but with nothing underneath the frontal or parietal bones. So does one conclude any way other than if she succeeded by dint of her sex and ethnicity and then fails miserably? then we have to ask, what do we attribute that to? Is it the same attributes? You kind of understand just now why William Buckley would say I should sooner live in a society governed by the first 2,000 names in the Boston Telephone Directory than in a society governed by the 2,000 faculty members of Harvard University. Yes, indeed, Joe the Plumber is seeming much more intelligent than the self-declared wise Latina sitting on our Supreme Court who thinks based on her race and gender, just as so many thought Kamala Harris based on her race and gender, that she will come to better conclusions about life than, say, a plumber. So what is to be said about people who deem themselves smart or successful or hero models because of their race or gender when they do succeed? What are the judgment that the individual doesn't matter as much as the group they come from? What are the judgment that diversity means hair and skin and not mind and soul? That's what will make them succeed? Does the same rule apply when they fail, I'm asking? If they are great, as Sotomayor and Harris have loved reading press clippings about themselves because of their race and gender, what is to be said then, again, I ask, about their race and gender when they fall? Is it immune? It should be as it should have been on the acceleration. This is the problem, the highly delicate but singularly serious problem of group responsibility, also known as prejudice, based on race or gender. Why wouldn't we engage in group responsibility if, after all, we are to judge people by their groups? Do we judge them only when good and ignore them when bad? Or do we judge them in toto by dint of what group they were born into? Prejudging someone because of their group trait does not always mean a bad or negative thing. Hell, after all, the left tells us whites are ipso facto successes or privileged because of their race. Jews and Asians are told that every day when they apply for a scholarship or a school admission. Yes, it turns out another conservative was right long ago. Shelby Steele. He put it that these kinds of prejudices in the guise of affirmative action can lead to what he called a permanent stigma of questionable competence. Why else do you think news organizations work so hard to bury facts about alleged criminals when they are not white and rush to point out the alleged criminals when they are or if they support Republicans when they do make news? 
Malo and uno, malo and omnibus as collective or group responsibility is the work of fascists and communists and should never be a notion, operational or otherwise, in a society organized to counterpoise tyrannies like that any more than good in one is good in all. Bunum in uno, bono in omnibus should be. We treat individuals for who they are and what they do and not what they are. See the First Amendment. See the Declaration of Independence. See the Nuremberg Trials. Here's a thought. Between governance by elites like Anthony Fauci or by members of temporarily favored groups, what would you prefer? Governance by credential and expertise or by an elite? I suppose that would depend on if you are Clarence Thomas or Ibrahim Kendi. The first, not qualified to govern. The second, given a a mandate to do so. The first, because he doesn't take race seriously enough. The second, because that's exactly what he did or does. C.S. Lewis isn't taught anymore, just as Aristotle isn't and Lincoln isn't and Orwell isn't and Shakespeare isn't. But just because they are from ages past does not mean we live more enlightened by mothballing them. Lewis put it this way. I've been fond of quoting it a bunch lately. My contention is that good men consistently acting upon the contentions of their own self-righteousness would act as cruelly and unjustly as the greatest tyrants. They might, in some respects, act even worse. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive of all. It may be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience and nothing more. They may be more likely to go to heaven, yet at the same time likelier to make a hell of earth for the rest of us. Their very kindness stings with intolerable insult. To be cured against one's will and cured of states which we may not regard as disease is to be put on a level with those who have not yet reached the age of reason or those who never will. To be classed with infants, imbeciles, and domestic animals. Well, you give up on natural rights, truth, reason, common sense, and that is what you get, progressivism. The story of every tyranny will show, be it Stalinist, Hitler, Mao, Castro, Pol Pot, so many others we thought we buried in history's dustbin. They all began and justified themselves upon renouncing natural rights, and along with them, individual rights. And they put people in groups, arbitrarily favored and disfavored groups, and they all ended treating humans as animals while themselves as gods. We used to say, faster, please, when it came to defeating terrorists. I say faster, please, now must be invoked to saving the West. Make you a wager. Bernie Sanders won't be quoted much today. Hell, his interview on CBS may even get memory hold. That's how regimes did it when they represented the power of the ideology he generally thinks we need to import here, namely socialism. Nonetheless, he spoke a certain truth. And that simply goes to the contradictions of socialism and the common sense that sometimes emerges from its captives, not the falsity of Sanders' quote. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Fantastic company available to you 24-7 for any repairs, emergencies, installations, new products, you name it, inspections, the whole gamut. Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing, Cool Touch, the only company I use, the only company I recommend to my friends who all think of it the same way I do. Just a great company. CoolTouch.us on the web, CoolTouch.us, or 623-748-4942. That's 623-748-4942. Jake is in Gilbert. Hello, Jake. Hello, Seth. How are you, man? Hi. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call, and uh, thanks for everything you do. Um, I love your show. And I also love it when you talk about Abraham Lincoln, and when you discuss how the current message that the left gives on race and the Constitution matches exactly what the Dred Scott decision and or Confederate. Oh, my gosh. You're, pa- you're taking good uh, notes. Yes. Thank you, Jay. Oh, I've, I've listened to you for a while now, oh, and thanks. I love it whenever you talk about it. And, and I want to push for you to give a PragerU video on that subject. Oh. I think that would do a lot of good. Well, you're honoring me very much, Jake. Thank you. I'll just say thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate. Um, so I wanted uh, I wanted to talk about a, a situation that came up in a public school here in Gilbert at a high school homecoming football game. Um, they did away with the homecoming king and queen tradition. <laughs> uh, instead, they had a royal court, huh? and two male students happened to gather the most votes, and and they, so they were elected as members of this royal court. Um, and I recognize in the grand scheme of things that the homecoming king and queen tradition is relatively unimportant, but I do worry about what else Gilbert Public Schools is willing to tear down in the name of inclusivity. Yeah. Uh, and I worry about what lessons Gilbert Public School teachers might give my children that might disregard basic facts like the reality of two sexes yeah. um, represented by queen and queen. Yeah. Right? Um, Last night I had the opportunity also to attend a candidate forum for Gilbert Public School Board, Uh and I was able to ask a current and union-backed member of the school board what she she thought about the situation. And after she dodged my questions on whether she believed in the reality of two sexes, she kept saying that they're trying their best to navigate these situations when members of our public have different opinions. After all, they are a public school. And I couldn't help but think, I'd rather not have my the schools that my children go to try to navigate their way through bad ideas, even though members of our public might have those bad ideas. I want them to correct bad ideas, um, especially if it's correcting as bad and then founded in this idea and founded of an idea as there aren't two sexes. Yeah. Um, it, it, do you think that there's a place for public schools to? to correct bad ideas, even though members of our public might have bad ideas? Yeah, that's that's a big one, Jake. Let me do this. You hear the music. I'm going to do a quick economy update. If you can hold with me, I'd like to pursue it in depth with you in just a few extra minutes, if I can buy that time from you. If not, I'll recreate it as best I can the way you pitched it. But if you can stay and re-ask that question in, in just a few moments, I'd, I'd love to take it on. I would love to, and I'm really glad you put it out there, Jake. Thanks. It's a biggie. It deserves some extra time. Bear with us. We'll do a quick economy update. And then we'll get right to it. I'm Seth Liebson. Don't go away. Be right back.
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. 34 after the hour brings us the great John Dombrowski from Grand Canyon Planning Associates. He is its president and founder. His website is grandcanyonplanning.com. That's grandcanyonplanning.com. And he has his own radio show right here every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. The Word on Wealth. How are you today, John? Fantastic, Seth. Thank you. Consumer moods improved in September as gasoline prices fell. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, the Consumer Confidence Index. Uh, people like to see the prices going down, always, of course, especially if you're the consumer, or maybe mostly if you're the consumer. Uh, the problem is um, their memories are short, right? They don't realize that they were first higher before yes. they went lower. <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless, we want the Consumer Confidence Index to be going in this direction, correct? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting. Even though we're starting to see some slowdown in the economy, we're starting to feel uh, pressure because of interest rates rising. We're starting to see real estate prices uh, slowing down, you know, pulling back a bit. Uh, but consumer confidence is still strong. There's still a lot of people out there that are employed, and uh, they're trying to manage through the high, you know, uh, prices of things with the inflationary pressures they're feeling. But they're still, still, uh, you know, feeling pretty good about things. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a good thing. That is. Uh, however, there was a report that came out uh, talking about home prices. That's where I was going to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you picked it and picked up where I was headed. Go yeah. ahead. Home prices. Home prices cooling in July at the fastest rate in the history of. The S&P Case-Shiller Index, which is an index that follows home prices. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, it wasn't an extremely, to me, it wasn't an extremely significant drop, but it was a drop and uh, a pretty significant one when, you know, related to the past uh, history of this index. Um, but still a gain overall year over year on home values. It's just that they're slowing. Now, what's the cause of this? Well, of course, higher interest rates as the uh, 30-year fixed mortgage rate jumped over 7% today. So that's a big difference from those out there who may have locked in an interest rate of 3 or 2.75, you know, something like that just, uh, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, so that is the difference between someone maybe being, being able to afford uh, buying a home or not afford to buy a home. So that's, you know, certainly going to change the number of buyers out there, and that's going to affect real estate prices. So those who are trying to sell right now, it may be a little bit more difficult to sell your home. You may have to take a little less, start to plan for that, and hopefully if you're working with a good real estate agent, they'll be advising you on that. All of this also has to be uh, affected by what the Fed is doing with uh, the cost of yeah. money, right? Yeah, All exactly. of it is impacted uh, yes, uh, by that. And the Fed, you know, vowed again to raise rates, uh, you know, continually till they get to that point where they believe the economy is is beginning to slow down. That uh, they're they're curbing the inflationary pressure. Uh, again, I, I think we talked about this yesterday, Seth. You know, inflation rose very rapidly, extremely rapid. Uh, and in such a short period of time that uh, I believe it's going to be here a while. We're not going to be able to reduce it back to where it was just, uh, you know, nine months ago uh, or, uh, you know, two years ago. Uh, it's going to take some time. It's going to take, uh, you know, longer than it probably took to get to where it is today. So uh, we have to be prepared for that. You know, prices are going to be elevated for a while. It's not, you know, gas prices, as you just said. Okay, they went from 5 down to $4. So what? They were they were $2.50, you know, a year ago. So it is, you know, it's nice to see that, yes, we saw it fall, but it's going to take time. And we just have to realize that. But the consumer confidence is still strong. So it's very interesting. 
Thank you, John. Uh, last uh, last thing I wanted to run by you real quick time we have left. Stock market uh, today. It's mm-hmm. um, it, What would you call this? Uh, Dow Jones and S&P down, NASDAQ up, Russell up. Uh, not really affected by the housing uh, news? Not really affected no, by no, the no, consumer? I don't, I don't think the market was affected by housing Good. news. I think it was more the just interest rates. Again, we yeah. did see the, the this morning the buyers were there. The markets were up. The uh, Dow is up over 400 points. Uh, at the beginning of trading this morning, uh, but little by little that chipped away as we did see interest rates continue to rise again, which just again put a little bit of a, a, a damper on on buyers, and we wound up seeing sellers coming into the market. Uh, but I will say this: is I did see a little bit of a change between yesterday and today that it's very possible that we might be in a little bit of an oversold position for stocks right now. Gotcha. J.D., John Dombrowski, you're the best. Thank you, you sir. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Fenron Sipic, an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Go to grandcanyonplanning.com, schedule an appointment right from their website. Thank you. Thank you, John. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. to you by the good people at Y-Refi. If you are looking for a remarkable investment opportunity, do check my friends at Y-Refi out. They are my friends. They're offering up a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% return for investors, all in a secure, collateralized portfolio. A due diligence approved firm, Y-Refi, is made up of investors who do really well by doing good for others. You can be a part of that as well. Check them out at investyrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, refy.com or give them a call at 855-3163087-855-3163087. Jake and Gilbert, are you still with us, sir? I am. Thank you. You posed a question. I'll I'll see if I can grab it and you fix it or repose it if if I don't get it quite right. But I believe your question was posed as, do schools have an obligation to answer or challenge that which is actually false or wrong. Did I kind of capture it, or how did you put it? You put it a little more articulately, probably. Uh, I don't know about that, but I think you did a good job explaining it. I would only add that correcting bad ideas, do they have an obligation to correct bad ideas, Mm -hmm. even though members of our public hold those ideas? Okay, Um, sure, sure. So... Is an idea, just so we understand what we're talking about, is an idea different from a fact? Um, In this case, um, would you say a school? I mean, I think a lot of us would have would would have would have would have answered when it comes to actual facts. You bet. Two plus two can only and always equal four, we would have thought, and no one would have even had to have uttered that sentence any time in American history before about three years ago. But now there are math standards that are being proposed in particularly places like California where math is taught, suggested to be taught through um, a social justice reading of mathematics. So we're not going to be teaching two plus two equals four. We're going to be teaching about how math is used to suppress or has been used to suppress certain people. And the idea of two plus two uh, equaling four can be a fluid answer. And depending on who you are and where you came from, you may be adjudged differently by answering 
2 plus 2 equals 4 or 2 plus 2 equals 5. That used to be a fact. Now it's an idea. Used to be a fact, Jake, that we thought not only was this country founded in 1776, but when it was founded, we had this notion that all men were deemed to be equal. All human beings were deemed to be equal. In fact, more than a notion, we call it we called it a self-evident truth. What's the difference between a self-evident truth and a fact? Does a school have an obligation to teach that as fact or that as truth? Um, or does it have an obligation to be open-minded in adopting a curriculum that says not only were they wrong about that, not only did they not mean that, we didn't even found ourselves in 1776. Lincoln was wrong about four score and seven. We were actually founded in 1619. For that is now the fact being taught, Jake, in thousands and thousands of schools across this country. So does a school have an obligation to teach fact or correct untruths or misstatements of fact? I think they do. My, my, my presumption is you go to school to get smarter. My presumption is that you don't get smarter by learning rot and falsehoods um, and propaganda. My presumption is that schools are meant to not only instruct our youth, but to help train them for adult rational society. An adult rational society presupposes that we are rational beings who can apprehend through unaided thought. Um, you tell me, Jake, what, what, what am I getting wrong here? Um, it used to be a fact that only a woman could give birth. That is not what schools teach anymore. I believe they do have that obligation. I mean, you were talking to me about an example where there can be two queens at the prom. And then pretty soon we get rid of, you know, Billy Joel songs like Brenda and Eddie's were the popular studies and the King of the Queen at the prom. I was listening to um, uh, I was listening to uh, I'm fascinated with with children's literature and how children learn. And it's been a project of something of, of some interest of mine for 30 years. I was re watching um, uh, a, a Mr. Rogers episode. Uh, where he was singing one of his most famous songs. Uh, he had written it in 1967, I believe. And it was, um, it was a song, What Do You Do With the Mad That You Feel? And it's a song about getting in control of your feelings and not striking out. The last lines of Mr. Rogers in that song, he testified with it before Congress and he used it in his show. He could not do it today. The last lines are, For a girl can be someday a woman and a boy can be someday a man. You could not have that in our schools today. I don't know if you're old enough to remember uh, Marlo Thomas's project, Free to Be, You and Me. Do you remember any of that, Jake, or are you too young for that? I might be young. I'm 31 years old. You're a little young for so. it. This was a huge project of the Miss Institute, MS, which was Gloria Steinem and the new feminism of the 70s, a series of famous people writing songs for children. Uh, under the album called Free to Be You and Me. Marlo Thomas was a famous actress. Uh, she did one of her songs with Harry Belafonte, who is a famous singer, um, about um, the song was called Parents Are People. And it's about what mommies can do and what daddies can do. 
and Marlo Thomas opens up the duet with a whole series of things mommies can do. And then Harry Belafonte enters saying, well, they can't be grandfathers or daddies. And then he goes into things daddies can do. And she responds, well, they can't be grandmas or mommies. And then she goes back to the importance of womanhood. You could not teach this. You could not have this today. Um, do schools have an obligation to teach what a man is and what a woman is, how one gets pregnant, how one doesn't get pregnant? I mean, Jake, I, I think when schools left the realm of truth and fact, society went haywire. I give you the times. Yep. And it's it's sad that we were at this state. Um, I, I do have some hope that we can get back to a more sane time even at our public schools um if i have I actually have a friend that's running for gilbert school board who is very interested in doing that because uh, i think there is hope do you mind if i give a shameless plug i don't at all <laughs> go ahead his name is chad Tom. his name is chad thompson vote chad thompson.org um he is big on transparency and all says all the right things um Give it one more time, Jake. One more time. Give it one more time. VoteChadThompson.com. VoteChadThompson.com. Thank you, Jake. This is how you're going to fix it. You're going to fix insanity with simple common sense. shouldn't be that hard. It's just no longer in the mainstream. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, portions of which are brought to you by the good people at Balance of Nature. I take their fruits and veggies every single day. It boosts my energy, my immunity, my overall health. It is 100% pure, potent plant power, just a blend of 16 whole fruits, 15 whole vegetables, using the unique cold press process to maintain all the phytonutrients, nothing added, tested for all forms of impurities. Best product I've ever taken. It's kept me well and going strong for as long as I've been taking it, which is at least three years. Used to get sick several times a year. Don't get sick anymore since taking Balance of Nature. You can access it too, balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. And speaking of balancing the insanity in our world, we have Tina in Star Valley, her own balance weight against the insanity. Oh. How are you, Tina? You are too kind. I am I am great. I am very well. Um it's a beautiful day up here in the high country, and uh, you're always welcome up here. Um, we do have a lot of people who come up on weekends, so we bless them for leaving their money and leaving. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I'm a, a regular reader of LouRockwell.com uh-huh. uh, and have been for, gosh, over 20 years. Uh-huh. And they have a great... Uh, Writer for them, Eric Peters, who writes on automotive issues. Oh, okay. And uh, and associated, and really, he's a he calls himself a libertarian. I I think that's fine. I just you know the official libertarian position of the party is open borders. Yeah. Uh-uh. But you know, other than that, I mean, a I'm, lot of an awful I lot guess. of people who call themselves libertarians kind of find a few things to carve out some niches on, don't they? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Go, yes. go right yes. ahead, though. They, go right ahead. Go right ahead. They do. Well, Eric Peter's point was, number one, they are dropping prices uh, by tapping the strategic oil reserve, which they are selling to China, 
but you know the the people who don't pay attention to you know a causes b uh, think that the prices are dropping and of course it looks like this very transparent that this is being done before the election yep. to make people to lull them into this sense sure. of oh it's not so bad and right. you know biden's so good and yada yada yep. um but what eric peters pointed out and this is important is that the diesel prices have not dropped yeah we much. don't look at that very much do we you're right you're right and, and we need to yep. because those are linked with truckers yep. supply chain food prices and so on it's a fantastic point, Tina. Let's challenge the audience. When you go to the gas station, there's usually a diesel option. Most of us who aren't in the trucking uh, business or have diesel automotives don't look at it. Look at it. Look at it and think about it. And when you look at it and think about it, think about the goods you're going to want shipped and transported across this country, especially as we get ready for gift season and giving seasons um, in uh, in the upcoming uh, upcoming next few months. Yeah, look at those diesel prices. You betcha. Good call, Tina. I'm really glad you did that. That's smart. That was a good, really good piece of advice. I'm Seth Liebson. A lot more coming up. Don't go away. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 